be real about gambling. Sure. Shitty got the name on him. You feel me? Snake eyes. Snake <laughs> eyes. What it do? <laughs> Riddle me that, Jack. That's What's funny. Good, everybody. I remember one time uh, Don Tripp once said, you gambling with your life, and yeah, you failed at it. Sheesh. What a reference. Shout what out. To reference. Trip. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to this terrible Memphis weather. Hey, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had a uh, ice did. man in the middle of Bill Street just doing this and breaking all kinds of shit. And that was probably <laughs> done in 75-degree weather. Yeah. probably done in 75-degree yeah. weather. We, 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 went from the, we went from 60 to snowing in like right. eight hours. It's crazy. Right. Eight hours? Right. Real. You know, was, yeah. Who works you? Quick story, bro. I was supposed to do a drone flight of uh, Tom B. Park stuff on Thursday. I got too busy and had to do a Friday. Friday morning, still okay. By the time we went out there about two o'clock, bruh, it was so windy. And trying to find fly a drone while it's windy outside, bruh. And I it ain't the best. It ain't the best. <laughs> trying to figure out this Memphis weather ain't the best either. <laughs> nah, I mean nah, you'll never you figure can... that out. <laughs> but if you turn on your TV and maybe look for certain shows like Snowfall, then maybe you can figure out what it is happening in Memphis, though. Hey, shout out to Savage, man. He got uh got his supply from Franklin's <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we don't have to clarify that. that yeah, is, that's I kind of want clarification on that one because it's only one Franklin yeah. and I know, and there's only one supply that he supplying. Uh, yeah. He got a baby. He got, he got, <laughs> he got a baby. wife, bro. He got he a got, whole family. He got his baby for him. Hey, he put it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the it's it's public knowledge. It's public this knowledge. I got a whole family. Y'all talking about Franklin saying delivering packages. And I'm so man. glad wow. the captain. I'm so glad the captain. You know, he cleared wow. that up because my boy, Teddy was gonna, my boy Teddy was going to be a savage dog. <laughs> <laughs> For the video, my man's dog. Uh, all right, man. Let's go get. Nah, let's get with our. Uh, let's try to get a message for our sponsor real quick. Let's be real media is pleased to announce we are sponsored by Ralph Brand. Ralph culture is surrounded by skates, punk, and hip hop art. We are looking forward to co-designing materials for this journey with them. Please visit RalphBrand.com for purchasing merch now and for future collaborations with Let's Be Real Media. All right. It's officially March Madness time, conference tournament time, so y'all know what time it is. So you already know what time it is. You know, I had to come with the swaggy today. You know what I'm saying? The Tigers is doing well. I'm not as stressed as I was two months ago. Um, so we're going to go right into it. We're going to talk Memphis Tigers basketball today. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> yeah, so the AAC tournament is going on. Like Sharky said, it's March Madness going on. Um, and so the Tigers did take on UCF on yesterday, did defeat them 85 to 69. Sorry for the dog that's in the back. Um, but led by Jalen Duran and Lester Kianas, who had a really, really good game yesterday. Um, they prepared us to a win. Uh, so we're still marching on. Uh, so uh, uni uh, University of Memphis, we take on uh, we take on SMU you know, in Dallas, and I'm not yeah I'm not sure why in the heck they decided to play the game in the Dickies Arena somewhere in Dallas where it's like seven people that's attending some of these games. But uh, we'll go ahead and like I said, we'll continue to talk about Memphis and what do you guys project? Um, do you guys expect Memphis to beat SMU today? Do you expect them to win um, the AAC tournament and officially, if nothing else, lock us into the NCAA tournament? So let's go in an order of two. Actually, let's switch that. Let's go Sheedy, Cap, Trevor, Took, then me. Let's go that way. Can I do that? 
Yeah, can you repeat it's a lot, the, the it's questions a lot. you want me? Yeah. Give me the yeah, question. So, yeah. So, yeah, so basically predictions, predictions for your predictions for the SMU game today. Um, and then, of course, if you happen to be the SMU today, will they win the AC tournament uh, championship game tomorrow? Got you. Um, well, last time they played, well, first of all, now, let me go ahead and be the guy in the room that, that says the obvious. I'm the guy that said I don't believe Penny can coach as well as he can. Um, and I still stand hold 10 toes down about it. Um, but uh, I am proud of where these young men are at um, and what it's doing for the University of Memphis and Memphis as a whole, uh, along with Penny Hardaway and everyone else, Larry Brown and, and that those sorts. Um, I would say I think since January 1st, they're 14 and 4. Um, which is a great turn uh, for them. This team was not looking like a team, to your point, uh, Skylar, that could even be um, doing anything within this tournament, let alone uh, the big tournament in March. Um, so great turnaround by them. And then when it comes down to SMU, I think last time we played them, we did lose, um, I believe. And so it's do or die now in that scenario. Um, I don't believe... If we lose this game, I say we. If Memphis loses this game, I still believe they're still in the conference tournament. Well, you know, the big dance, so to speak, all together. Um, and this game should not define them, um, especially again with that turnaround. Um, and so I'm calling them to, I think they win this game, redemption game against SMU. Um, but even if they don't win, again, kudos to them at least doing this well. Again, since January 1st, I like I said, 14 and 4. Um, is phenomenal, especially in talking about college basketball. I mean, college sports, every game really matters uh, for real. Um, and so kudos to Penny for getting us there and getting them there, I should say. And hopefully they do be SMU um, and continue to go up within their standings uh, within the tournament itself. So just about Joe Lenardi's recent uh, predictions, Memphis is in the tournament. They like, he had them like number eight seed. Like, so they are solidly in, uh, as far as I know. But you know, Joe Naughty has been wrong before, so it's not like <laughs> he's perfect. Uh, but just seeing them move from the bubble and really outside the bubble at this point, and all the teams they are they have below them, like Michigan, they have all like took L's. And you got even the teams who are making runs, like Texas AM is making a run. If a team like that steals a bid, I don't think Memphis would be affected, uh, especially at this point. Uh, really, SMU is the team that's playing for a tournament bid, and they beat us twice. Both games are pretty much blowouts. Uh, the first game was the Penny's, Penny's comments came after their first game in Memphis. That was literally their game. Uh, when you came, you know, stop ask, not asking stupid ever questions. Since then, they won 11 out of 12 with their one loss coming at SMU. Um, and SMU is in Dallas. And the tournament is in Fort Worth near Dallas. So it's basically another road game. I don't know if you had fans of their game yesterday. Scott, do you know that they have fans of their game yesterday? <laughs> they did. Okay. So, uh, I, like I told Terrence, I've seen more people at a vacation Bible school class <laughs> than it was the, man, the amount of people that was at that arena. I know the other guy, I know Houston and Memphis guys, they had no fighting, but you know, SU was there. You would have thought, although it was a work day, but hey, who knows? It was Saturday. They might get some fans in their thing, but you know, the way Memphis playing, they know this is a team they haven't beat. I, I, I see a mindset shift with this team. Penny has kept this rotation since that last game at SMU, which is part of the reason SMU ran off on us. Give me the Tigers. I predict them to win the the whole tournament period. Well, not the whole, it's the Bay tournament, the conference tournament, the AAC tournament. Get us the conference championship. 
roll on to the big dance, and we'll see what happens from there. So give us the BSMU today. Uh, I think the game will be close. It won't be. I don't think we'll blow them out, but I think it will be a dog fight. We'll pull it off, and then we'll blow out Houston again or whoever. Tulane, maybe. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Memphis has to really establish – their pace in this game against SMU and where that comes from, that comes from showcasing Jalen Duran and DeAndre Williams in the offense. You have the size advantage, use it, play at your pace, run and transition in spots where you can, where you can absolutely guarantee, you know, guarantee that you can get a basket. Uh, you do all that. I, I have no problem in Memphis uh, winning this game against SMU. Um, granted, they took, both games uh, from us in the regular season, but this is a whole different Memphis team than those two games. So I fully expect Memphis to come out. I do think this game gets close, but I think Memphis pulls away late. Uh, I think Memphis will probably take this one by, I'll say between, I'll say about eight points today. Uh, it, it'll it'll be handy, but it'll still be single digits, but it'll be convincing enough. Uh, as far as the NCAA tournament, they punched their ticket when they beat Houston before the AAC tournament even started. Uh, at this point, they're just trying to see where they're going to be seated uh, when Selection Sunday happens on tomorrow. Um, I do think Memphis goes on to win the AAC, and they probably will end up, because I think right now, as Sharky said, they're eight seed. It may end up as a five. I think if they were able to win uh, the AAC, they can end up as a five, which is Good, but not great at the same time, because if you know March Madness like we all do, then 12-5 matchups them be the ones prone to upsets. But uh, for now, give me the Tigers to win the AAC, and I have them as a five seed in the NCAA tournament. Cool. So um, great points to everybody. I think that, you know, just to state the obvious, like I think that was the spark plug when Penny went off on a, uh, the reporter, right? And, you know, we allude to it a bunch on this podcast. And it's like, you know, you, the team started and it's kind of like we can do this as a team. Like beginning of the season, there were a bunch of unselfish plays, you know, a bunch of one-on-ones, a bunch of, you know, simple turnovers, you know. And a lot of people point, you know, to our senior Alo, who wasn't impacting the game the way that he should, you know what I'm saying? And now with the, that spark plug, we have gone on a run um, the way that we're supposed to. We know what we're doing. We know our identity. We're playing to our strengths which is result in winning basketball. Um, so my thing is for just this SMU thing, I know it may sound like a cliche, but just have fun. You know, just have fun and, and play your kind of basketball. Like, the Tigers are at their best when they're having fun. Like, and it's it's fun for, for us. Like, it may be an away game, but at the same time, if there's only 10 people at the stands, <laughs> that, that, that can be embarrassing for SMU, right? And that could be a good thing in our favor. So um, I do expect us to win this game. Um, and as far as the tournament go, I think that was a, a bracket that I saw us going against UT if we win the first game in the tournament. I forgot um, who we played or how it worked out. But if it's in a way that's uh, not cool. The, that was the uh, – that's if Memphis got in as an 11. I think they would match uh, up, so if I'm not mistaken. Okay. They'd match up with Texas, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they win that, they would match up against uh, UT so, in the next round, assuming they took care of business against the University of Texas. So, yeah. Cool. So, of course, I won't want us going against Texas, but if it is, it is. You know, it is what it is. But I think if they're not cool at all, you can find a way to kind of finesse a final Memphis-Tennessee game, especially in the tournament. 
I think that'll be a great like way to end what shouldn't be ending, but that's just my two cents. Um, a great way to end that rivalry, and of course, Memphis winning that. So, um, but I do expect us to win today. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna come from from a perspective that um, I just think that I would like for everybody to at least consider, which is there was a point in time where we were all questioning if Memphis was going to even make the tournament, right? And so to what Sheedy just said, you know, since a particular date in January to go 14 and four to what Sharky just said to win 11 of your last 12 to turn your season around to where at one point a month or two ago. Your entire fan base was questioning if you could even make the tournament to now you're comfortably in the tournament. And so now it's a matter of like now we have people saying, well, you know, I don't want them to be in this bracket. I don't want them to go against whoever the case. I don't want them to go against who. Like, I don't care. I'm at the point where I'm just happy. I'm content with what's going on. I'm happy that Penny Hardaway has turned the season around. I'm happy that they are giving the ball to Jalen Duran, who looks like an alien. Like, I don't know if I've seen anybody like that dominant um, in quite some time. I've seen it before. Future Memphis, future Memphis Grizzly checking. Potential Memphis Grizzlies. Exactly. Like he, they look so good. And I'm just, I'm so glad that they've, you know, given him opportunities to shine. It looks like, I'm not sure what the case is with Rasheed Wallace, but there's, you're not going to tell me that he's still not having some imprint on the program and on the big man because they look so, they look so good together. Like if you looked at the UCF game yesterday, like Jalen Duran and DeAndre Williams and really Josh Minot too, they look, a world away they look it's a total 180 from what they looked like months ago and i think that somehow some way it's got to be um a tribute to you know larry brown his imprint on what they do offensively now now they're taking their time they work the ball from side to side and they eventually get the ball to Jalen Duran, get the ball to deandre williams and then at that point now you get landers over landers now who's who's gone off a couple times not necessarily yesterday but he's gone off recently um tyler's gone off recently lester went off recently and so that's what I was preaching from the get-go. Like, get the ball inside, and then your guards can take advantage of their mismatches and things like that. And then you can play the hellacious defense that you that you can. So, um, I said out that to say that Kendrick Davis for SMU is the key to this game. If Memphis can somehow, some way, slow him down and not slow him down for a half, because I think yesterday he was like 0-9 oh, in the first half, and then ended the game with 24 points. Like, they have to find somehow, some way to get him locked down control you know what he's going to do for the for the game if they do that they win if they do that in my opinion they win the AAC tournament and honestly don't care who they draw in the first round I don't care I don't care if it's Baylor I don't care if it's UT I don't care who it is because again we weren't talking this way a month or two ago and so I'm just glad to see you know where we are now if they make the tournament and lose the first game I don't care because again we weren't we weren't projected to be here but damn it at the same time they have the, in my opinion, and I sound biased as I want to be, but they can roll the ball out and play anybody in this country and potentially make it to the Sweet 16, make it to the Elite Eight. So that's why I'm, I'm I'm happy for. And it's just good to see the Grizzlies and the Tigers playing so damn well. Like Memphis, like Memphis Twitter mm-hmm. is going crazy. And I feel like the more that the Tigers win, the more that the Grizzlies win, we're about to be unbearable. Like, people are about to start blocking us, and I'm okay I, with it. I'm I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all, and it's funny that you said that, Lito, because I was thinking, like, because the players are so young still and relatable, and this, we were literally talking about the Grizzlies like this, you know, early in the mm-hmm. season with us not knowing what the hell they were doing, not stepping up to the point. Uh, my question to y'all is, like, do y'all think that the Tigers learned from the Grizzlies' success? I think – 
and and I, I'll let you speak too. I think there's I think John Moran has some imprint on what the Tigers. I won't say what they've done, but maybe he's. I mean, because we already know that he was um, he's mentored Imani Bates before, and so I could see there being some type of relationship where because in my opinion, I, I've heard that Penny has a pretty open practice, right? I feel like I've heard times where he he allows former Tigers to come in. I've heard he allows Grizzlies players to come in, and so maybe them picking their brain and them, you know, Grizzlies players to Tigers players say, hey, you guys should probably think about doing this, or let's go get some shots up, or, you know, I can tell you what I've gone through uh, when I played college basketball. Maybe those conversations have had, and maybe that's what helped turn the season around, too. So I, I think so. I would say, I think, yeah, but a little, only a little bit, because Memphis has done this the last three years. When February hit, they get rolling. The difference between this year and the last two years is they didn't beat they beat Houston this year. The la- reason they made tournament last year was because they lost to Houston three times. The reason they made tournament the year before is because well, well, COVID stopped it, but they lost to Houston and they wasn't projected to be in tournament going to conference tournament. This year they were on the same road, but they beat Houston, the team they needed to beat the last two years. That's the difference. The biggest difference. Yep, that's pretty much all it is. Is is everything as far as the path has been this season is pretty much been the same. It's just they just beat Houston and look where they are now. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll spend it just a different route. Um, is that they're realizing how good they actually can be and are not can be, but are. Um, there's a difference between understanding how good you can be and understanding how good you actually are. And I think probably towards the beginning of the season, right, before the season even started, I think we all were like, this is like an Elite Eight type of team, right? The talent that they had, the recruiting, we got Larry Brown, we got Rasheed Wallace, like pre-game or preseason, we're thinking Elite Eight, Final Four, right? But they didn't know how great they were. And as they developed throughout the season, I don't know, maybe Santa Claus dropping off something uh, for Christmas, and then they took off. Um, and now they're realizing how great they really are um, with, like I said, the ball movement um, and the spacing on offense has been great, too. Um, but this is a team that's realizing who they are and their self-worth. And do this whole thing. I do uh, check out my last blog post. Y'all ain't checked it out. Sports and relationships. I got a new blog post. Y'all got an idea for it called Microwave Society due to what's going on with the perfect example of the Tigers this year. Uh, how everybody, yep. yeah, well, I can say overreacted, but you think about like in it, people saying fire penny, for instance, and you know, one month to the season, two months to the season, stuff like that. I've seen that consistent. I just get grizzlies, whole lot of just like, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's such things as criticizing and just overreacting. So, I got a new post that I got, I do, I ain't, ain't started writing yet, but just thought of it. Y'all need to check out his last post if you haven't either, though. Everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everybody yeah, listening, I, mean, I check it out. Yep, sports and relationships on everybrmedia.com. Uh, but still it for the Tigers. We're going to be in the tournament next week. Next week, we'll be talking about second-round opponents, hopefully. <laughs> All right, real talk. She What's the title of the episode? Oh, gotcha. Well, um, man, I don't even know how to explain this, but let me – let me put some to this. Um, yes, real talk time, right? Uh, we are talking about Calvin Ridley and gambling. Um, I want to speak about what happened with him, um, but I also want to compare it to a few things. Um, this man gambled a worth of $1,500 within a span of time where he was actually not um, playing 
for the team. And that has thus cost him $11 million going into next season. I don't believe it is fair or just at all. Um, and I do want to run something by you guys really quickly, and then I'll just open it up and we'll just go around. Uh, Cap, Trevor, Tuke, and Skyler. But let's hear about some other things that happened in the league that actually caused some disturbances. Deflate game. Tom Brady was only hurt for four games, right? Suspended. This is it's happening. Since I'm a Cowboys fan, I wanted to make sure I'm not biased. So I want to bring some Cowboys here too. Wade Wilson back in 2007 of the Cowboys was suspended only five games. Listen to this. Only five games for purchasing and using performance-enhancing drugs. Five games. Let's talk about something that's also very recent or kind of recent, so to speak, that happened in New Orleans. Bounty game. Y'all remember that? Where the bounty was out for players to hurt others. They weren't even suspended for a whole year. Most were only suspended to eight games, and some of those were actually reduced down to two or three. Calvin really bet on his team to win when he was out. And because of that, along with some other parlays maybe, um, he is gone for next season. We can wave the white flag because we kind of know why or why not. Uh, but I'm kicking it off the cap. Um, and then, like I said, cap, Trevor, Toop, and then Skyler, your thoughts about the suspension for the $11 million receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Gotcha. Uh, first for the uh, bounty gate, Sean Payton did, the coach did get suspended the whole year. Um, I think he was on one though. I'm not sure. The other suspension. Oh yeah. Yeah. The coaches was- were suspended too and players. Yeah. I'm talking from a player standpoast, but yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know he got, he got the whole year, but uh, first off, when it first came out, I was like, okay, he gambled. He broke the rules. Cool. Um, well, I ain't gonna say cool, but it was like it didn't shock me. Uh, one year, I think just you know, society should start bringing up other stuff. It's like, hey, this person got spent for this, this person got spent for that. And I was like, all those are separate issues. Now, trust me, uh, those less suspensions, Ray Rice and all of them had got for like sexual assault and stuff, they should have got probably a, a year, right? They should have got more, but to me, it's separate issues. Like, they should have got a whole year for that. So, that don't mean Capricorn shouldn't have got a whole year for this now. I don't think he should have gotten a whole year for this as well because as a well put it this way i think they say when they first come to the nfl gambling is like no gambling that's like the first thing that they talked about in their first thing so in a sense you could say although he's away from the team he's still a part of the team no matter what like you can say he was away from the team i'm not gonna say it's inside of trading because he was away from the team and he did bet on them to win but either way like you to me, I mean, he broke the rules, so he deserved to get suspended. The whole season may be a little bit much only because this is the first the, – I guess I don't know if they just want to make a statement with him being the first person, but since this is like the first one that I knowingly that I just super know of, that's probably why he got a whole year. But it could have been it could have been less for, like like I said, it was it – was, he was working the team. He bet on his team. Um, gambling is now – is we take gambling differently than we did take it up back then or yes over time so gambling has changed like gambling is open you still shouldn't spend on you still shouldn't bet on the sport you're playing in but gambling is different it's promoted nfl works with you know that's how they found out he gambled because they work with the uh fan duel whoever he gambled through so i would say suspension was a bit much for it to be a whole year but my first reaction wasn't to think about I, I think of stuff as separate issues. And because they messed up on another issue doesn't mean that 
this issue, they should, you know, suspend. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I get like you shouldn't intertwine like sexual assault and other stuff, domestic violence, and all this together because they're all separate issues. All of those should be more. I can't agree to that all those players should have been suspended more. Or some players like Ezekiel Elliott shouldn't have got six games. He didn't even do nothing. <laughs> they didn't find nothing on him. So stuff like this. So separate issues they need to do better on. But that's that's just how I feel about it. They really they, they need to do better as a whole. But I, I didn't really think too much of it. I think it still is a bit much, but I understand it. I mean, in terms of the letter of the law, I guess where it says no gambling, I can see it, but it bothers me that these uh professional athletes are held to the are asked to be held to the standard that we're supposed to hold our congressmen and fellow people in uh political office is concerned um do i think Calvin really should have got the full season absolutely not i, I would have probably given him a little less than half or even close to half just again if it's in the letter of the law, if it's in your uh, bylaws or your rules that to not gamble at all as a member of the National Football League, then yes. Um, to Sharky's point, we've seen people get less games for doing absolutely worse things. But again, you don't want to compare incidents and things of that nature. Um, so it, it, it's it's just it's just mind-boggling. I don't even think it's it's a race thing. I just think it's more so of the NFL is like for some reason just constantly 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 trying to protect the shield and it ends up being worse off than it is it's like the nfl is on a boat and they see that there is a hole in the boat to where they're potentially about to sink but they're doing everything in their power to not address the hole in the boat and yet they just keep sinking and sinking to where to cause them to no fun league because it, it, it is what it is um so again, man, I, I feel for Calvin really here. I mean, he was just trying to make some extra money because we all know the NFL players don't hardly get paid as much as we feel that they should. But in the end, the letter the letter of the law is the letter of the law, man. And it just gotta it just gotta be it is what it is there. So but he'll learn his lesson. So it's funny you you brought up um politicians and, and, and things when politicians can actually put money into the stock market so i mean that's neither here or there but just think about that um but i think that the nfl the no fun league is using calvin ridley um as an example um with with bet with betting and more states being open to bet i think that you know this is one of the kind of i think to my understanding this is one of the first times that's ever happened a player getting caught you know betting um, and I think the NFL do have to make an example out of him. Unfortunately, it was Calvin Ridley. Um, but, I mean, you, you, I'm pretty sure when you went to Ricky training camp, they told you don't gamble, don't do this, don't do that. Regardless of if you were playing, you should. You, he kind of got to make the the better decision than, than a bet on, you know, at least his team. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the crazy part about it. Like, I know you're not playing. <laughs> like, I know you're not playing, but at least bet on, like, us to be, you know, the Bucks or something. Um, but yeah. I know. And then <laughs> use a different username. Like, use like, a different on, username man. as well. Like, like, give, like, give the money to somebody home. else. Like, give the money to somebody. Yeah. You know, I'm, he had to get the money Get the money to somebody. Give it to your girlfriend yeah. or something. Give it to something. Get a bartender or something. Like let it run through that. But it's so it's so many other ways that could have that this could have done. But at the same time, a year to my to my opinion, in my opinion, is it, it, excessive, especially from players that we've seen do crazier things. 
get shorter suspensions. Like, now nah, he's a young kid. He'll definitely learn from this moment. But, you know, with the no-fun no league being what it is, you should know that the no-fun league, it is what it is. And, you know, if they suspend him for a year, I mean, in a way he kind of deserved I hate to say he deserved it because it is what it is. And my Panthers would be better, you know, with him being off the field. But, you know, <laughs> as, yeah, as I got a quarterback hey, situation that needs hey, addressing. And, and I, I want to talk about it. Right I honestly hey, want to talk. No, I want to talk. He was getting traded anyway. He wasn't going to be in the division. <laughs> Helps us even more. Helps us even more. But I definitely do want to talk about this. I'm watching. So, Lito, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, 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 Ryan. But not, I mean, that's going to be my, that was going to be what I said. My two issues were one, we have to, this is just a weekly reminder that the NFL don't, they don't have their priorities in check, right? And when I say that to what, you know, what y'all have already said, there are things, and you don't want to compare, you know, certain situations, but there are things that NFL players do that when they get suspended, they're only suspended for four to six games, yet a player bets on, whatever he bets on his team he bets on whoever and you know i, I get it the rule is the rule but you know to be suspended for a full entire year for spending fifteen hundred dollars on a parlay like i think that's just absolutely crazy to me so this is nothing but just a weekly reminder that the nfl they just need to get their parties in check for a sport that we worship and cherish and we make sure that we sit down and watch every single sunday like they just have to what you just said trevor like they have a hole in the boat and they just refuse to just check on it. Like they just refuse to do anything but uh, fix or address the problem. And this is just a weekly reminder. And but to what Ryan just said, I think if nothing else, the huge problem was you don't bet on the Falcons. You like you just don't bet on the Falcons. I don't care what you were trying to do. I don't care how much money you were trying to make. I don't care who you were trying to impress. The one of the top rules is you don't bet on the Falcons. And damn it, this is what happens when you bet on the Falcons because not only did you lose. But you lose in a certain way where you lose 11 million damn dollars. And I'm, in my opinion, I don't feel sorry for him because the rule is the rule, and you bet on the damn Falcons, bro. Sorry. But to piggyback off that, bet on your own team, period. Like, if you're going to bet, yeah, yeah, that's the rule. You never bet on your own team, especially <laughs> when you play emotions out of it. Like, you already don't to bet on the sport, but at the very least, don't use your team. <laughs> bet on any other team in the league. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Um, before we turn it over to you, Cap, if I could, um, I completely in agreement with what we have stated already. Um, just so that you know, we are clear as well. Um, really did place three parlay bets, like I said, and one including uh, for the Falcons to win, which of course we're all like, well, why'd you do that? Um, but this did happen in Florida. Um, and at the time, really had been on leave from the team, and he was citing mental health issues. Um, and so I don't know if that is a component to, I mean, when people are not thinking right mentally, they do stuff. Um, I've seen it happen. Um, I'm not blaming that for what he did. No, a consequence is a consequence. Um, I think we're all in agreement that the length of the consequence does not match what is happening. Um, and so with that being said, if he gets suspended for a year, you know, who's next, if they gamble, what have you, um, what does that look like? And if it's anything less than a year, then we need to revisit this conversation because then it is definitely unfair and definitely a biased thing uh, for what he did. But it's like, you know, would you rather have $1,500 in the bet or would you rather lose $15 million? But someone else has a would you rather. So I'm going to kick it over to Cap for that one, though. All right, man. Let's get it forward to we got some extra time to add in Mr. Deshaun Watson. It's officially yes, not sir. Busy. 
Oh, so, so coming into this week, uh, I mean, you kind of named the episode Gambling, which is kind of funny because that's literally, from my understanding, what the Panthers are trying to do with Deshaun Watson, right? And this is something that I kind of been keeping 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 my eye on because she just kind of relate to 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 what happened on your episode of uh, of your episode when, when Prodigy was on, right? And y'all talked about Tory Lanez, right? And we see what's going on with Tory Lanez. I literally said with my media trained eye that Tory's innocent. They're using the media to try to manipulate him because he's trying to do something that other artists has never done. That's a whole nother topic for another issue. But what I'm from seeing from Deshaun Watson is that we are seeing something that we've never seen before. A prime quarterback that has seen his team literally say, we don't want to win. They had the number one receiver in football in, 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 in D-Hop. And they decided to let him go for nothing. How do you expect to win? How do you expect to win anything with that? So I think that there were rumblings going around. They're saying that Deshaun wanted out. And I think that this is a, honestly a media ploy to try to tarnish his name, to try to, you know, get what they can from him because they literally have a prime quarterback that don't want to be there. And I'm thinking like, because the Panthers literally hired a, 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 a PI, a, a private investigator to see what's going on. I feel like that, that we really want Deshaun in Carolina. And the fact that we hired a PI is, is saying something because something do still kind of seem fishy about this whole situation. That's just me. That's just me saying that if Deshaun Watson would have played football this year, I don't think we would have been hearing anything about anything that's going on between massage parlors, whatever. I don't think any news would have been out because, in my opinion, it's BS news. Now, if it's true, cool. I'd more than love to take back everything that I'm saying right now. But you're talking to somebody that said that Tory Lanez is innocent and he's about to be innocent. So that's just how I feel about that. I really hope that Deshaun Watson is going to be a Panther. But if we give up the world for him, I want to ask y'all this. What kind of replications to be on the Texans for one and the NFL as a whole if we found out that the Texans were lying? I don't think you're going to find it out. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find it out. It's just going to find it out. Why not? Money covers up everything. Mm -hmm. Money, yeah, but yeah, 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 but we seeing Brian Flores come out too. Yeah, but like Brian, Flores, uh, like Brian Flores don't have NFL type money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, to what she just said, like yeah. that's a lot of money. Money can cover up a lot of stuff. And Brian Flores, I ain't counting the man pockets, but I'm pretty sure he ain't got the money that the NFL got. So if they want to cover up something that, because at the end of at the end of the day, you know. Houston is employed because of the NFL, something like that. The NFL is going to do whatever they can to cover up that particular team. Look at the, look at the Washington Redskins or look at the Washington football team. Nothing of that Dan Snyder stuff has come out because they know exactly what Dan Snyder brings to the NFL. They know exactly what he brings to the the, the commanders or whatever they are. So whatever came with whatever happened in Houston, I just think I'm not. It's I don't even want to read with it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's going to get swept under the rug at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. It would take the shine fighting it and yeah. he's back in the league now he, he ain't about to fight it yeah he's been real he's been relatively quiet like this whole time since his like since his come that's out been a, actually, that's kind of been an issue for me too but that's yeah i was about to say I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't believe he's fully I, i'm sorry I, I just don't believe 22 women is lying no, I'm gonna come on. I, yeah, I, so, so somebody ain't lying. Twenty-two he people ain't lying on you. He definitely went to twenty-two massage parlors. <laughs> <laughs> we know that for sure. Man, yeah, I don't know. This, this whole media thing is a whole different game, bro. You know what I'm saying? It is, it really but, is. but it also is a whole different game. 
you have to say you're going to 22 different women, 22 massage parlors. You kind of put yourself in a position yep. that they can possibly mm-hmm. why, why are you going to men massage parlors? That many women. Not saying he did it or not, but I'm like, you have to think about stuff like that too when you do the things you do. Like you have to when you got enough money just to hire one. You see what I'm saying? Just hire one good one and then just keep it moving. Yeah, and I think the the thing that stings about all this, the same thing with Tory Lanez, right? Is you know, whether Tory Lanez and Deshaun Watson, whether they're ever found guilty or innocent, right? The tarnish on their name is uh, irreplaceable. And it's very unfortunate. Um, both are, Tori's a great artist. Deshaun's top six quarterback, uh, probably in the league if he's healthy and in his prime and has an actual receiver or two to throw to with a running game. Um, but at the end of the day, too, I hope the best for the Panthers. And I hope y'all make a great trade for him. Um, and he becomes and comes to Carolina. He can rebuild his, his life um, there and have a new start. Um, Houston yeah. is really one of those places sometimes where it's like, man, you just go there and blow up. Um, and it's not ideal circumstances for Deshaun. And I think they just need to reevaluate Houston Texans as a whole in the organization. But again, money and power, money and power can do so many things that the truth cannot. And that is very unfortunate in the society that we live in. Hooey, capital living, right. ladies and gentlemen. You know, man, <laughs> uh, good conversation. I'm, I'm happy we talked Definitely. about that. Uh, I feel I feel a little bit more more confident going forward, man. But it, Panther Nation going crazy right now because especially with all these trade packages that I'm seeing for Deshaun and who and players, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I mean, damn. Well, good luck. <laughs> Please, I don't care. Just give me my division. Anybody? <laughs> Man, like, we're look, literally a quarterback. I ain't got to take. I ain't got to see him no more. We already got the worst quarterback division in the league. Let's keep it that way. Get him up out of there. Yeah, we can have. <laughs> we gonna have the, the worst division in the league. Period. Nate. Like this is our time, and we wasted it. Y'all here taking the right time, now. brother. Still got time. Yeah, somebody got to win it. Y'all got time too, apparently. Yeah, but that's not right, right, whatever. That's <laughs> neither. That's neither here there. Let's move forward. Pittsburgh to, ain't about their life. They ain't about their you, life. Let's move forward to would you rather? There's a couple quarterback news that came out this week. Uh got a couple of would you rather scenarios, but one team I did include in this would you rather that I have two of them are the Washington Commanders. Oh, it's ugly. Washington. They got Carson Wentz. So. What are y'all thoughts about Washington getting Carson Wentz and trading two thirds to get him and swapping seconds? What y'all think? And paying the contract. <laughs> let's 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 not forget that. <laughs> and just just watch him. Yeah, let's not forget the contract that he. Right, Ron finally got his quarterback. Ooh. Ron Rivera has been searching right. for a, quali- a quality quarterback that has high potential for since Cam Newton, honestly. And he, I guess, finally got him. No, no, no. that means he's still looking, brother. Because if you want to trade everything to what Sharky <laughs> just said and pay the ridiculous contract and you sit there and watch Carson Wentz play as poorly as he did to end the season there is no way i took i'm not these aren't your words and you know people <laughs> people are saying that 
But there is no way on God's green earth, you're an NFL coach, and you said, damn, I'm looking for a quarterback. Damn, it's Carson Wentz. Like, that's the guy I'm looking for. That's not it. I mean, I get it. From he does have a Super Bowl ring. Okay, you're trolling. I see from the perspective of, at the end of the day, it's a much better quarterback than they had on their roster last year. So if you want to go with that, then I understand it. But at the end of the day, Carson Wentz just ain't it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. ready for people, and not even just people. I think fans, we understand it. But then there are folks in media who try to sell us on particular quarterbacks. And I'm just like, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo's on that list. Carson Wentz is on that list. Kirk Cousins is on that list of, like, don't sell me on mediocrity. Don't even bring – he's not even in that conversation. But just don't, don't don't sell me on a quarterback that I know for a fact I know can't play. I know cannot lead my team to a Super Bowl or I know cannot consistently win on a week-to-week -week basis. Carson Wentz falls in that list. I mean, you know, it's, it's Washington, so I don't care what they do, but they're, I'm sorry. There's no way I would have traded for all – I would have traded all of that and paid all of that money for a quarterback that I know for a fact is not consistent on a week-to-week -week basis. Hey, yes, Tuka, I had the ability to change our names, Mr. Troll of the day. <laughs> oh, man, man, what the heck? This is crazy. This is crazy. Here's my question. Would you consider Carson Wentz the modern-day Jay Cutler? It's not a bad comparison. I think he cares a little more. I mean, not Jay Cutler. Now, I'm not talking about well, I thought you said like, Jay Cutler. from Memphis, because we know Jay Cutler just Well, I care. thought you said the modern-day Jay Cutler. I was going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tuke, you definitely deserve that title, Patrol of the Day. I clearly said No, bro, I, I heard the Jay Cutler. I'm like, man, <laughs> huh? <laughs> my bad, y'all. My bad, my bad. But, my bad. yeah, like, to Scholar's point, man, uh, look, Rule number one here, let's be real, is when a player shows you who they are, believe them. And we've seen time and time and time again that Carson Wentz is just not it. Like, yes, he had that one good season with the Eagles, but what happened? He got injured, and Nick Foles took him all the way to the Super Bowl. So what he's done since then has been virtually nothing. Like, he's on a ridiculous contract. For Washington to say, hey, let's go take this guy, I mean, it's fine. But it's it's an upgrade from, from what you had last year. I will give you that. I mean, that's but that's about as far as I'm going. Uh yeah, still, let's just be real. You're not you're really not gonna be competing in the NFC East. Let's just be real, because that Dallas is just gonna dog walk that division, uh, unless some changes are made in Philadelphia. Um should. They should, dog. Again, I say unless some changes is made in Philadelphia, I, I fully expect Dallas to just, to just dog walk the NFC East. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, but I guess, I mean, if you're going for Washington, go for it. But Carson Wentz ain't it. I'm sorry. Um, as much as I hate for the NFC East to continue to recycle talent to the NFC East, as we continue to do, um, I agree with what happened in the Super Bowl, but also, man, there was a time uh, when he was his last season with the Eagles where he didn't have no receivers. He didn't really have a running game, offensive line, and they still did win the division, actually. Um, and so I've seen him and, you know, you're giving him a great receiver from Ohio State, of course, um, at Washington. And they're probably going to look to sign another receiver. Maybe they still have their defensive line. I said 
last before the season started, if Washington had a better quarterback, then they could make a little bit more noise in the NFC East. And I still stand to that. Um, I'm not sure who all is coming back for the um, the Crusaders, Commanders, um, Cupcakes, but it matters Buffalo not. Soldiers. Uh, Buffalo Soldiers. Um, but as long as, you know, of course, I want Dallas to win the division. But, yeah, Philadelphia's got some stuff coming up. But, again, it's about Carson Wentz. Um, and I believe that they, by signing and getting Carson Wentz and giving him all that money and giving up what they have given up, I hope that means at least two more victories for them in the next season. If not, then that is a bust for them. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I could see a, I could see a scenario that this works out for them, not to necessarily win the division, but the the NFC is down. So for them to make the playoffs, I think they won seven games last year. If I'm not mistaken. I need to look at their record: six or seven games. I think nine and eight will get them there because the yeah. NFC is gonna be down next year. So nine and eight will probably get them in. To Shady's point, two more wins. <laughs> right, he can get them there because he really. He had a good year into the last two games, literally. Uh, with the Colts, he re- he really had a uh, really good year. He lessened his picks. His last two games are just terrible, and you know, for whatever reason, his leadership. This is, he got more. He got traded more than just his play. His leadership. You now they talked about his uh, leadership qualities. Same thing in Philly. The same thing. So apparently, he's just his attitude way up, or they don't like his demeanor. And so we'll see what he can bring to Washington, but. I can see a scenario where this works out in the sense that it gets Washington where they want to get to and gets back to the playoffs, but it doesn't do anything. Which, especially in the weekend FC, you would think like it's only Aaron Rodgers State where we did Aaron Rodgers State in Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams. Who else? Don't mention Dallas no more, huh? We're hoping Carolina make a move to get there. Like it's kind of like you know Tom Brady retired. The NFC is kind of down right now, so this would have been time to strike. And they, I think they struck for the wrong person to get to the level of Super Bowl contention I, I i get sharky and and shitty where y'all coming from but here's the thing either carson wentz is going to be hurt or he's going to play really really well half of the season majority of the season and fall short every single time to what trevor just told us when a player shows you who they are believe him. granted he can give them two wins granted he could play 16 17 weeks of the season but damn it he ain't gonna do it because why because he showed us that every single year that it ain't happening but to Shady's point, he has done it before. <laughs> he did it two years ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, like carried them on his back. Yeah, Literally, no receivers, no nothing. No Deuce Staley out there, nothing. They just he did come last year. Again, I'm that's more so about Dallas than than, than him and Philly. Let me let me just put that there. Yeah, but what we're saying is like I don't expect them to win the division. Uh, right, exactly. Get it's seven teams in the playoffs. They can get they can get potentially. Yeah, there. yeah. Especially, yeah, I was at especially, nine, nine and eight. especially now, yeah, yeah. But let's get to what you realize the real players who got traded or the real teams who opened up, you know, those said players. So let's start with this. Um, would you rather be in this in a situation you saw what Seahawks got back for Russell Wilson, which was three players, including Shelby Harris, defense lineman Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, <laughs> Noah Fant. And what five draft picks, two first, two thirds, two first, two seconds in the field. And they traded Russell Wilson and I think a fourth or a fifth or something, fourth. Um, or the Colts, who found the way to get rid of Carson Wentz, got two thirds back for him, which I did not expect, and got a team taking on his whole contract. Which situation position would y'all rather be in? The Colts position or the Seahawks position? I would rather be in the Colts situation because the NFC West is much more difficult than the AFC South. 
I would rather be in that. I would rather be in the coach situation where I could potentially go get Marcus Mariota if I wanted to. Um, you could go get um, you can get a quarterback in this upcoming. You can get get a quarterback in this upcoming draft. You just need a quarterback that's not going to turn over the ball, honestly. And so whether if I, mean, I haven't been a while, it's been a while since I've seen Marcus Mariota play, but just find a, a quarterback that can just you know just get you to where you need to be. The AFC South is much easier to win than the NFC West. NFC West is the 49ers, the Rams, um, the Cardinals. And so you have to compete with that. And right now, Seattle does not have a quarterback. Now, granted, the Colts don't have either, but you could probably do more with what you are, what you have in the Colts than you can with if you are the Seahawks. I'm gonna I'd rather be the Colts if I if I have to pick. Yeah, for the same reason, give me the Colts. Um pretty much you just need a quarterback that's not gonna turn the ball over. You're just gonna have a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor, and uh you get a few few receivers yeah. that a competent quarterback can make some decent throws to you're competing in the AFC South because it's just the Titans and everybody else. Uh, the NFC West is about to get ridiculously competitive, uh, but it could change because we don't know what the 49ers is going to do coming up uh, when it comes with Jimmy Garoppolo, but you still got the champs, you got the uh, Rams and then you got the Cardinals who, could maybe or maybe not retain uh retain Kyler Murray, so that that remains to be seen. Um, but for right now, uh, I would definitely stay the Colts. Same with me, same reasons Ryan just did. The Colts had a better roster in the easier division, like you said, it's just the Titans and Colts in the division. Uh, that's the Jaguars do some type of miraculous <laughs> upbringing this year, yeah. Uh, so it's it's the Colts. Yeah, I would. Um, I'm gonna say the Colts, but I'm gonna say the Colts also be based upon what's been going on with the Seahawks. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the report or heard the report about Bobby Wagner. Um, didn't even hear from the Seahawks himself that he was not coming back. Mm-hmm. They heard that from social media, and so where there's smoke, there's fire. And so I would definitely not want to be a part of all of that. Um, so give me the Colts, and I don't think the Colts are really realistically done with what they want to do yet in this off season. Um, they got rid of him. They got rid of Carson for a reason and made sure that the um, the compadres um, were picking up that tab so they can pick up some money to place from somebody else. Also, I do want to say something. I know I hear a lot of people saying, like, hey, you know, this is a weak, this is a weak quarterback draft. So uh, the Colts signed Mark, Marcus Mariota and get to the next season and get like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. You know, the Colts had to actually be bad to get to be able to pick those guys. You know, as much as you talk about a weak quarterback draft, strong quarterback draft, you got to have a high draft pick to get those guys or trade a lot to get up there. And I doubt the Colts with their roster are not, no matter who they put behind center, they're not going to be bad enough to get to that position. So they kind of in that position where the elite quarterbacks that they could upgrade to are gone because Jimmy Garoppolo ain't up. If they get him, he not upgrade over Carson Wentz. They're just, they're um, equal. <laughs> you probably say they're equals. Uh, anybody else they get is probably about the same. So, they kind of in a position where they either have to try and tank, and I don't know how they could do that with their roster, or they have to pick a quarterback this year. Now, somehow they got a trade package to get, I don't know, like a Derek Carr. Um, if the Ravens start trying to trade him, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Because uh, Deshaun Watson ain't going into the division, so that's how. <laughs> and there's no other upgrade option that's, you know, trademark or free agency. Mm, I guess I'd be different. 
I, I, I go with I go with the Seahawks, man. Just just to be different. Um, but when you look at what's going on with Seattle, not only do you get a change, I know we don't like the the word for rebuild. Um, but when you look at what's going on with Seattle, they do have a lot of young players um, that they have, especially with Metcalf, and you know, still got Tyler Lockett. Um, the defense is pretty, you know, pretty solid, but you do get a, a, a consistent tight end, which they hadn't had in, in a minute. Um, and I think that once you, you know, of course you lose Russell Wilson, but if you do, you could insert, you know, that it's kind of like the same thing with the Cozy. If you could add, you know, a seasoned quarterback, or even if you wanted to go the younger route, I think that being, you know, being in a division with the 49ers who still trying to figure out what they're doing with a young quarterback, you, you got Arizona, which is Kyler Murray going to still be a part of that team next season? You know what I'm saying? Instead, you got the Rams who, you know, they, you do, we see what happens to Super Bowl winning teams. They go from here to here in a, in a, they don't snap. So, I mean, if I, if I was to kind of just bring some kind of perspective into it, um, I, I, I guess I'd be a part of the Seahawks. They still got Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll ain't going anywhere. And even though they did do, you know, and you know, this could be the opportunity to find a new coach. I mean, just figure out what you are outside of the Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson got you, you know, a Super Bowl and a half. You know, he really should have got you too, but that's neither here and there. But, you know, and they did build a culture for them to win. So I think, you know, you got great young players. You do what you got to do to compete in this division, which kind of got a question mark on it, in my opinion, just to be honest with you. So I, I choose to see how it's. I mean, outside, outside of the Rams – Everyone yeah, but Rams got a like lot of game. Rams got a lot of you know one year left contract players too. You know, are they willing to you know go back and continuously spend money? I mean, of course they will, but it's like you still got one year players, two year players who can go get you know the bag somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So that's Ryan, right. Ryan, you <laughs> think about that? Uh, video. Yeah, that, that, get that's, them out. Get I'm getting cooked. Get them out. Get them Here's out, the man. thing: because I didn't think because this was rumored like in the past. Uh, and nobody really like took traction to it as far as what was going on with Seattle. The whole different, the whole quote unquote rumored beef between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, uh, which led to what we'll get to eventually uh, with Russell Wilson being traded. So I, I think this is Pete Carroll just trying to recreate something that possibly may not even be there. So but we'll see. Yeah. Before we move on, I, was, I think Seattle chose the wrong person. I think they they decided to trade Russell Wilson instead of letting Pete Carroll go, and I think that's going to bite them in the butt in about a year or two. See, I thought they were going to fire Pete Carroll and trade Russell they, Wilson. Yeah, actually shocked me, Dick. Or, or could have done that, but Pete Carroll ain't it. <laughs> he ain't it. It's time to move forward. It's time to just give that whole era. It's time to mm-hmm. everybody. Pete Carroll, Russ, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, Bobby Wagner. Move forward. It's time. Yeah, you still got a bunch of picks from the Seahawks too, which I mean, oh, they they got handy for sure. They got they probably gonna take Malik Willis with. But the thing about those picks, they haven't been hitting on their picks. Like that's why the roster has been so bad lately, especially on defense. Like they just haven't hit on picks outside of PK. True, but yeah. I think you do take the best package that you could for Russ, and I think that this was one oh, of the better, if package. not the best mm-hmm. package. Like it, it was, a, it was a, people saying, "Oh, no, oh they stole Russell Wilson." I'm like, if you think about it and consider oh. the circumstances that I just brought up, it's like, no, nah, it's not bad. Yeah, what you gonna do with it? Right, right, yeah, exactly. See what they do. Well, next, would you rather is come from the other team? So, the team that actually traded for Russell Wilson and the quarterback who finessed and got everybody talking about him. Uh, I I decided not to entertain his boredness, but a lot of people did, especially on uh, national media. Aaron Rodgers decided to stay with Green Bay. He supposedly signed a $200 million deal. He came out on social media and said, 
It won't no agreement yet. Uh, whatever. He's back in green back. Yeah. Right, exactly. 153 mil guarantees is what he's supposed to get. But <laughs> who cares? Aaron Rodgers said in Green Bay, Russell Wilson in Denver. Who would you rather, what situation would you rather be in? Uh, I think, no, oh, I mean, it's not that easy. This one, the, the, this one depends, to be honest Ooh, with you. It's tough. Because, because go ahead, Trevor. Because I could want, if, if I want to stay competitive, I would choose Green Bay because you're guaranteed to win the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers. And then he's just going to choke it away in the playoffs. So if you're looking at it from that standpoint, then yeah. Now, if you're looking at it from a Super Bowl standpoint, you kind of want to lean towards the Broncos. But looking at the Broncos, you're in the AFC West. That means you're dealing with Justin Herbert. You're dealing with Derek Carr if he stays there. Um, and then, of course, Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then, of course, we're not going to talk about the other trades just happened with the Chargers getting Khalil Mack. So, you know, good luck there. Um yeah, the, the Broncos are, are very talented. Um, pretty much all they really needed was a uh, quarterback. But again, just with that division, uh, I I would lean towards Green. I'm gonna say Green Bay because you want to at least make the playoffs. So with Green Bay, that's a guarantee. But Aaron Rodgers is just gonna choke it away. So yeah. So I'm I'm gonna spice up my answer a little bit and say it depends on what you're looking for. If you want a new TV show, then you would rather be the Broncos. If you want to watch something, if you've been watching the same show that you've been watching for 15, 16 years, then the Green Bay Packers is your answer. The Green Bay Packers is, I mean, Green Bay Packers, in my in my opinion, is, I guess, a better choice because you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to win the, uh, the NFC North. You know you're going to sweep the Bears. You know you're going to sweep the Lions. Not the, the Lions. The Lions. You're probably split with the Vikings. And then you go, you, like, you probably have a first round bye, and then you lose your first round game. It's the same show every freaking single season. And so it's just like, if you want consistency, it's the Packers, right? But then if you want to watch something new, and if you want to be entertained, then the Denver Broncos is your answer. There you go. If you want to have more go. hope, <laughs> I like that one. So it's basically Bel Air versus the Fresh Prince of Bel Air in this situation. Uh, oh, no, please don't do that to us. Who would, Please don't do that to us. Get another one. <laughs> yeah, I was about to okay. say, I don't know which one is which in this situation. Yeah, I'll, right. Yeah, okay, I'll, 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 I'll come yeah, with it. All right, just, just don't touch that down. I'll, I'll my, thing is, my thing is, we've heard year after year after year how Aaron Rodgers, that the Packers don't get Aaron Rodgers help. He signs a contract for $50 million a year. What kind of help do you expect to have with now? It don't make sense. It literally don't make sense. So, I, yes, sign me up with the Broncos, even though they beat, beat us in the Super Bowl in a heartbeat. Give me, give me, give me them. That's literally all they were missing was a veteran quarterback like Russell Wilson. It's the same TV show, and it's funny. Why not? <laughs> like, why, why? I guess Tyler Perry keep making movies, and people keep watching them. So y'all like, y'all like, it, hey, y'all like, hey, y'all they like last, the hey, they last video. The last video was wild, was wild bro. It was. Then she went back in time and everything. Um, so I, I will. I'm not. I've, I've, I've come on here and criticized Aaron Rodgers um, because Aaron Rodgers. I've compared Aaron Rodgers to James Harden because both of them, besides Aaron Rodgers, win that Super Bowl that one season. They both get as far as they can in the playoffs. So now Drew you know. Brees, Drew Brees is retired. So you shift down to Aaron Rodgers now. I see you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drew Brees. Yes, sir. So I would. Green to your point, um, to like, yeah, he just signed like a $50 million, right? 
per season, whatever, whatever the guarantee is, one fifty three million. They're this is not the same Green Bay team that he's going to have again next season, right? Um, they're losing, I believe, their most talented uh, defensive person, I believe, if not lineman linebacker on defense. He told them goodbye after they lost their last game, um, and so. I would I would actually say I'd rather be in the situation of the Broncos just because I believe in that division of AFC West. I think there is going to be a lot going on between all four of those teams. Um, and it'll be three if the Raiders trade Derek Carr, I'll be honest with you, because I, I don't – they're going to trade for Derek – someone trades for Derek Carr, then I don't get anyone that's of the caliber of Derek Carr or, or better. And so I think there's a, a trade that happens with Derek Carr, and I think we're really looking at three teams within the AFC West. And I think all three teams are, are liable to make the playoffs in a seven-game or seven-team scenario. You never know who can win from there. And I think maybe even the Broncos are one and one um, against some of these teams. Um, this is a pretty decent defensive team last season, um, and we'll see what happens coming up this upcoming season. Um, you have a leader. They haven't had a, a – good quarterback since who Peyton Manning um no he wasn't good even he wasn't good yes he was no no he had that one year his first two years the Super Bowl the fourth yeah exactly yeah it means he was good no not the year that he won the Super Bowl he didn't do he wasn't no he wasn't but he's the last good quarterback ahead because yeah that's that's what I'm saying name me the quarterback Brock Osweiler is that what you're gonna tell me probably Oh, shit. Y'all see his name. Y'all see his name. Anyways. You don't want to say, man. Russell Wilson is an upgrade (laughs) for them at quarterback. And we have talked many of times within like the first, I don't know, five to six games of every season. Russell Wilson looks like an MVP candidate every single time. Um, And then something happens, you know, midway through. Um, sometimes the Seahawks bounce back. Most of the time they don't. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he's got different receivers as well. My God, no. Um, <laughs> not, not Jake, not Jake the Snake Plumber. Um, anyway, man. <laughs> um, but like I, I just I rather be I'd rather be with the Broncos at this point because with the Packers, I mean, even if I get home field advantage all the way through the playoffs, I'm still not going to the Super Bowl. So what does it even matter? At least I think with the Broncos, I have a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl. And, that, and that's crazy it's, for me to say in a loaded AFC. I, it's really crazy for me to say that. But the, again, to the point of they show you who you are, right? The Packers and Aaron Rodgers shows you who you are, who they are every single season, except the one season that they went to the Super Bowl. That's it. I'm with y'all. Uh, I like the new shiny toy, the new TV show over, you know, I watched all, I watched the classics, but the Packers do the same thing every year, literally. Like I said, it's just the same current team. If you're a Packers fan, it got to be frustrating, like literally. Uh, like I said, once they show you who you are, that's who they are. Like Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, I'm sorry. It just, it's blah. It's a California kid that can't play well in the pool. So, and that's the thing about, just... and that's the thing about like upgrading quarterbacks, because it's just, NFL's are hard to win, and you just think like, now looking back on it, you know, last month I said about the Titans, I wanted us at least. And we did hear our names rumbling with Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And I'm kind of glad we didn't make a move and just one more year with Tannehill then try to move forward next year possibly because in a sense that you would have spent all that what Denver trade to get Russ or 
try to do everything you had to do to get Aaron. You deplete your team, and both of them, the last 10 years or so, or eight years, when the last time Seattle won, they both have kind of got to the playoffs. Like I said, Russell Wilson, first five games, great. After that, kind of like, okay, playoffs, uh, same thing, Aaron Rodgers. So I'm looking at Denver. I kind of see the same thing, but it may be new scenery. You can at least be optimistic and like, okay, it's new scenery. Maybe he'll continue and have a great whole year. Maybe he will. He, I don't think Denver has a bit of line, so they still need to address the offensive line. Uh, that's going to be another problem. They need to address the offensive line, but hopefully in the playoffs that he can pull through yeah. with him. Aaron Rodgers, you know it's going to happen. Literally. We know it's going to happen. Yep. See, I got an answer for your question too, bro. Um, the best quarterback question. He happened to wear number 15. His name is Tim Tebow. Okay, now yeah. let's move on. Let's move heard on of him. You know what I'm saying? Had the potential to do his thing, but they ain't left. I mean, he did beat Don't the Steelers. On, I got you. They did beat the Steelers. 316 yards. God is real. <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> All right, bro. I, <laughs> I get to my Not for the season. Right. I it felt like it. <laughs> I tell you that much. It felt like it. It felt like it. But that doesn't matter. Uh, anybody else got would you rather? Not, yeah, I know she kind of uh, got on me last time. I about to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just try and bring some jokes. Try and bring some jokes. No jokes today. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No jokes. It's all good. It's all good. All right, man. It does what up. So remember, follow us at LBR underscore media. Go to the link tree inside the link, and you can see everything from there, all our different podcasts. Uh, go to our website, lbrmedia.com, and follow the page from Let's Be Real Sports at LBR Sports 901. Uh, we are continuing to keep it moving. And now you got to think else. Till next time, peace. Happy Women's Health.